0: Hey, this is Chris McClure, author of The Magnetic Leader, and you are on the Relationships and Revenue podcast with John Hewlin.
1: This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome everyone to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin. Super, super glad you decided to join us today, either by listening and or watching. And as you heard from the introduction, I have as my guest today, Chris McClure. Chris, how are you?
0: Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. You bet.
1: You bet. You bet. Now, folks, Chris told you just briefly a little bit about himself. He is an author. He has written not just one, but he has written two books. All right. The first one he wrote is The Way to Greatness. And the second one, as you heard him say, is The Magnetic Leader. But Chris is more than just an author. Chris was a pastor for over 20 years. He is a certified coach with the John Maxwell team, which means he is an executive coach. He's a leadership coach. He's a life coach. There's a lot of different kinds of coaching that Chris does. Trust me. He also helped co-found Design, Launch, and Grow. And for those of you who listen to my podcast on a regular basis, we had the other co-founder, David Branderhorst, on not too long ago. But if you haven't heard that episode, I highly recommend after listening or watching this one, do the same thing with David. You get that one-two punch about Design, Launch, Grow. (laughs) Now, there are plenty of other things that I could be saying about Chris and the things that he does, he helps uh, found the Lead Life Big LLC, and essentially that's your company, Chris. Correct? Right.
0: Yep, that's my business.
1: Uh huh. Okay, and you help business owners, executives, and their teams just basically get better at who they are and who they are created to be. Correct? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Now you have two other titles, I think. Let's see. You're <laughs> a husband. Yes. Yep. And Absolutely.
0: That.
1: Yep. All right. See, there we go. So the two the two best titles we save for last. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, those are the ones that keep me busiest. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. As they should. As they should. <laughs> All right. So now that folks know a little bit more about you, the fact that you, you are this coach out there and you're doing your thing, you've written books about it, and you're helping people get better at who they are personally so they can be better who they are professionally, which is a lot of what this particular podcast is about, this sure. whole idea of relationships and revenue. Uh, take us back a little bit. Why even become this coach? I mean, because you were a highly successful pastor for a long time. So why, on the outside looking in, it looks like that's kind of an abrupt change. Why right. mess with a good thing? Yeah. No, that
0: that is a great question, and I've had to wrestle with that over the years in a lot of ways, even in my faith, right? And with God is just why the change. But but if I look back at my journey. Um, so I, I always tell people back, I think it's funny that I'm an author, because when I was a kid, I hated reading. And my parents, <laughs> my parents were like, yeah, you're you, you, you you're an author now. And you, and we couldn't get you to read a book, you know. Yeah. Um, but when I became a young adult, and, and I graduated high school and went into college, I was I really became enamored with personal growth and leadership development. Mm-hmm. And and as a growing leader as a pastor, in my early 20s, and, and into my 30s, I knew how much better I had to become in order to lead the people that that I you know had under my care, and so right. it became my journey and it became my passion. and And in my around um, early to mid thirties, I started to feel this pull towards the business community, and mm-hmm. I didn't understand mm-hmm. it because I didn't go to college for business. I went to college to become a pastor, um, have a ministry and and Bible degree um, for my education. And yet, mm-hmm. and I had never had an, an inkling about why, about being a, a business person. Yeah. So none of this made sense to me 10, 15 years ago when I was kind of in this early stages of this journey that I've been on. And so, but what I started to realize, and as I started my business, um, the, the background I had with my ministry, connecting with people, being people driven and focused and everything I did really does matter in the business world because there's so much, um, There's so much help that leaders really need to have that confidant or that coach that's walking alongside them, helping them Mm -hmm. navigate the challenges of of not just their business, but their life. And and even before we started recording, I said to you, you know, it's like I I wondered how my first book, which is a life coaching book, primarily, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even tied into my executive leadership coaching business until it finally dawned on me like, hey, these are people. And they are, yes, they're leaders and they need to grow as leaders and help their people be- become better. But they're, they're people that have life issues. And and my first book, The Way to Greatness, talks about five core areas of life that trip people up the most. And my second book now is about how to, you know, becoming the kind of leader that people love to follow based on specific actions and character qualities that you display. So it, it's been this slow progression, I guess. I mean, I, I look back and I'm like, oh, it makes sense now, more and more, you know, 20 some years later in this journey, but I, it sure was confusing for a while. I'll show you that foggy. I'll say,
1: <laughs> Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, it's interesting because, you know, once you get into that, uh, coaching world, uh, well, first of all, let me back up and say in the last three years, it has just skyrocketed. The number of people who self-identify yeah. as coaches now, whether or not they really are, that's a discussion for a different sure. time. <laughs> but um, yeah. there are a lot of coaches out there. And I got to tell you, Chris, I know a lot of people who are business coaches. I mean, mm-hmm. friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely refuse to touch the life coaching side of things. It's like, no. Yeah. I'm here for a reason. And my reason is to help somebody get better with their business. You know, they help them with, you know, with systems and processes and things like that. You know, and I push back on them a little bit. And it's like, look, really, you're more of a consultant then than you are a coach. Of course, they don't like hearing that. Sure. But I I tell them all this to say, look, you're actually doing your clients a disservice. Yeah. And the reason you are is because they're never going to be truly great in their business until they get things figured out. Yeah. At home. Yeah. It just won't because it comes with you, whether that's in the next room over, because a lot of people are still working from home sure. or if it's, <laughs> you know, you're working 20 minutes away. Yeah. It's still the same. It goes with you. And if you don't know how to effectively deal with the situations that come up, it's going to impact what you do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I tell people, you know, the thing that I've learned and, and really observed over the years is that, because we, you know, we like to compartmentalize our lives. We like to say men, this is, especially. Yes. Yeah. And men is, yeah and men, especially, right. We just naturally do that more. Um, and so there's, there's this, okay, I'm going to go to work and this business side of me, or I'm going to go home and this family, you know, mm-hmm. husband, mother, you know, uh, wife or husband, you know, side of things. And so we kind of want to flip the switch, but the problem is, is we can't, because if if we're having problems at home, it bleeds over into our work. And if we're having problems at work, it bleeds over into our home. And, and I think that's why to your point, I agree with you that, you know, I love those guys that, that help with the systems and processes, because I tell people that's not what I touch as a leadership and an executive coach. For me, I focus on the people side, the personnel side of helping you become better so that you can build better teams and, and ultimately have a better life as a leader, because, you know, the stress levels, decrease as you build up your teams and they're helping carry the load and everything so but you're right I mean I think I think so much is we want to specialize so much that we lose kind of what I would say the human side of of what the opportunity is to help people in our coaching
1: oh yeah well and you know it, it also stems from you know what someone's definition of business is yeah truly um because to me business like life is about relationships and you don't have business without having relationships with people. I mean, it's, it's not hard to figure out that the best salespeople out there are the ones who know how to create relationships with people right away. Yeah. They know how to do it. Yeah. Well, two of
0: my, two, two, I was going to say to that point, two of my, the people that I've watched the most, my uncle who just recently retired and another good friend of mine, who is actually the vice mayor of our town, Hmm. um, they both retired from sales. They were on the road in the optical business, two different kind Mm -hmm. of parts of it. But when they retired, it was hard for them because they had built such established relationships over the years Mm -hmm. that they missed going they miss their people. They miss going yeah. from town to town or, you know, eye doctor office to the next one. And because they, it was about the people they loved walking in and meeting with the, the eye doctors and the staff and everything. And, and so it was hard for them to retire and and they both retired late compared to most people looking to retire at 65, for instance, these guys pushed 70 because they, mm-hmm. and, and they almost had to drag them kicking and screaming out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get that. I, I, I don't know that I'll ever retire, honestly. Yeah, But, you know, it, it's interesting. You were making a point earlier, and I want to kind of come back to it, uh, but approach it from a slightly different perspective. You know, f- you made the point that men, I, I said men, but you do what people like to c- compartmentalize in their mm-hmm. lives. And I mentioned that men especially like to do that, which is true. You know, it's really easy to do that when you work for somebody else. Yeah. It's really easy to do that. When it's your business, especially one that you started from scratch, mm-hmm. man, that's your baby. Yeah, it is. And nobody's ever going to love and care about your business as much as you. Nobody. And I don't care how good, they, how good of an employee that person is. They just won't. It's not possible. And so there's a lot of bleeding in and out of home time versus work time. And I'm not even talking about, you know, in a COVID-19 kind of world, sure, I'm sure. talking about in general, that's the case, yeah. you know, it's like, Hey, something comes up, you know, I got a call, kind of have to deal with it. You know, maybe 10, 20 minutes away from the family, that stuff yeah. happens a lot, especially when you're own your own business. Yeah. And so, you know, something that I have found is it can be challenging in a marriage where one person is the one who's the entrepreneur and the other one has the more traditional 9 yeah. to 5 kind of job. It can be really stressful.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah, my wife's a teacher. We live that life every day. Mm-hmm. And and so right now as we're doing this interview, she's home for the summer break. The kids are out, you know, and it's like my work schedule is disrupted during the daytime at home working for my home office many times because they're here but there's also that freedom and flexibility so it's a tension and a tightrope so to speak that I walk a lot of times wanting to be there for my family but also be focused on for my business um but you're right I mean she works you know during the year she's putting in 60 plus hours a lot of times uh during the week and just burned out summer break hits and we were talking about this with friends yesterday like she becomes a night owl on summer break and sleeps in late because she can, <laughs> instead of getting up at five in the morning to get ready for school and out the door right. by six 15. And then she's crashing at eight 9 o'clock at night, like exhausted. That's her <laughs> school year. You know, so she lives these two different lives. So, you know, from yeah. school year and summer break, and yeah. I'm trying to be consistent as much as possible in my sure. business. And so we navigate <laughs> that we've, we've had to learn that together. And, and it's been interesting at times. Um, You know, she, when I, especially early on in my business, I remember her talking one time about, you know, you're just not present with us. You're not folk. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that was a, one of those red flag moments where I was like, I don't ever want to be that way. But I was so, you know, stressed in a lot of ways, trying to create and build um, that I became, I was, I was physically there, but not necessarily mentally, relationally, you know, there. And so I had to, that helped even though I didn't like to hear that, it was mm-hmm. it was important for me to hear so that I could get better, you know, for my family. And I've and I've worked really hard. Plus, I I coach sports for my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so I'm trying to be in a lot of ways. I, you know, when you even when you gave my introduction, I'm like, man, if I heard that introduction about somebody else, I'm like that guy's way too busy, you know, like <laughs> But that's my life, and I love every mm-hmm. moment of it, and I'm looking down the road here. My son's going to be a sophomore. My other son's going to be an eighth grader. My daughter's getting ready to go into middle school. Wow. I've got about a seven-year window here until all my kids are done with school, mm-hmm. and so I just know that these, this next stretch is going to be more challenging and, and spread thin at times, so I need to adjust so that I can be the best dad and husband I can be relationally to my family.
1: For sure you know, and one of the things that I would encourage you to do as someone who has kids who who aren't in my home anymore. Uh uh, So essentially I have an empty nest. Right. When it comes to the big things, you know, Christmases, birthdays, that sort of thing. I wouldn't focus so much on the gifts as creating opportunities for memories. Yeah. Have experiences with your kids because that's what they remember.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. And I think that Like even I coach my middle son's baseball team and I have for the last five years. And, and I, and I was, I was talking to one of the coaches last night. I was like, you know, I I don't coach because I want to coach baseball. I coach because my son's involved and I care about him. I care about his friends, his teammates. And for me, it is the relationships. I'm not the best baseball coach. I'm not trying to be the best baseball coach. I'm trying to be, you know, the guy who can support them and help them and learn not just baseball skills, but, you know, I'm talking to them about motivational and life stuff. Now, even on the field, I'm talking to 12 year old boys, yeah. just like I talk to executives a lot of times, you know, like <laughs> guys, you gotta, you, you gotta bring the energy. You've got to do this. And you, you know, it's like, so I'm, I, I laugh at myself sometimes in post-game chats because I'm like, this is stuff I talk about in boardrooms to professionals. And I'm now talking to 12 year olds, sitting in the grass in the outfield, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: but it still applies.
0: It does. It's absolutely applies.
1: Now your word choices may vary a little sure. bit, but the principles are the same.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, think about it. Think about some of the most important leadership things that you've learned. How much better off would you be now? Had you began that process when you were 12?
0: Oh, And that's how I do think, because I think, I want my kids to get this major head start and they don't, they don't get it right now. You know, I hand them my books. That's not the point. (laughs) Right. I hand, I hand them my books and they're like, yeah, thanks. I'm going to read that someday, you know, (laughs) 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 but, but you're right. It's, but for now it's about modeling for now, it's about instilling nuggets along the way to them and helping them real. And, and, and our kids, it's, it's very interesting. Two of our kids this year, one character awards for the their schools um like back-to- back months they each won it and one in the elementary one in the middle school and then they had this end of year recognition and my wife actually got the outstanding educator of the year award in her school it was this we had quite a we had quite a, a run there for for this year even though it was a challenging year
1: mm-hmm. what
0: was what was great for me as a parent to see my kids is that they're they're outside of our control right inside of outside of our home environment where we can try to Direct them more hands-on they were living these things out that we have been trying to instill in them for years in their classroom and in their schools and and that's an answer prayer you know as a as a dad and as a mom that they're being recognized for their character development and how they treat people and um and so all we can do is model and we hope it sticks we pray it sticks but you know but it does it, we have to be intentional about it. it doesn't happen by accident
1: for sure for sure All right. I want to change gears a little bit. Um, We kind of hinted at it earlier. We talked about the fact that you are a coach and the different types of coaching that you do, but I want to take it a little broader. Now I want to get Chris's definition of coaching.
0: Yeah. For me, I really look at it as developing potential in people. And Mm -hmm. many times that's through helping draw out answers from them. You know, there's different, you know, people look at it. Is it telling? Is it, is it asking is that you know all these different styles or philosophies of coaching for me it's like I, I even years ago I felt like I was called to help people uh, understand and clarify their life purpose and then equip them to live it out okay and so for me as I'm working with leaders and my clients I'm sitting here going okay what 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 is your gifting what is your calling what why are you here in this position and what are you doing and what are your challenges? You know, so, so they, it has to be, there's, they have to have some internal, I you know, understanding of where they are, who they are, identity, as well as, as their actions, right. They're doing, I I I talk a lot about being is, is more important than doing and how you do it even because it starts with every who time. You are, yes. You know? And so, so I talk to my, my clients about that. And so for me, it's drawing that, like, helping them identify that and then helping them navigate the path to really living it out in their workplace or in their family, wherever they may be. So for me, it's, it's, does it include a lot of uh, curiosity and questioning and, and absolutely. But, but for me, I believe that I am a, I'm, I can be an objective third party partner with people to help them see what they can't see in themselves because we never see what others see in us. Um, and so I help, I help them see and I shine lights on, on areas of their strengths, of their weaknesses, and really helping them address those things. And being that support for them, because I've, you know, I talk to a lot of my clients and say, I want to partner with you. And, you, know, whether it's developing your team, developing your organization as a whole, or developing you. Look at me as that part, that trusted partner that I, I'm going to walk with you through this journey because I believe it is a journey. It's a process Mm -hmm. that we all have to go through of development of who we are and, and then what our skill set as well. So for me, that's what coaching is. It's really helping them identify and making sure that they're in the right seats and aligned in the right roles and, and in the right organization at times. One of my best clients that I'll, the best stories is, she she lasted about four or five months in her, in her organization that I was coaching their executive team. And essentially I helped coach her out of the organization mm. and it wasn't, it was a negative experience for her, not because of me, but because of what she, the environment she was in. Mm. But what happened was she found a better fit mm. because she realized this wasn't the best. It wasn't healthy for her. It wasn't healthy for her peers. It, there was a lot of conflict and challenge
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, when I started meeting with her, she had migraine headaches every day. And, and then a couple of weeks later, you know, I came back and asked her how she's doing. She's like, you know, I don't have them anymore. And a couple of things happened. One was I'd been praying for her for two weeks. The other thing that happened was I think she finally had a release valve to talk and to have a, know that she had a partner and, understanding her. Mm -hmm. And so she realized that I was there for her. And so I think there was multiple things at work for sure, but she realized this wasn't the, this wasn't the best fit for me and I need to find a better fit for my own health. And, and, and the team now is thriving that she left, but she's also thriving where she is. Mm-hmm. And so I see that as a win because once again, personal and professional, were colliding big
1: time in that moment. Sure. Sure. Okay. I get that. Um, let's talk about your books. Now, uh, I want you to spend a little bit of time talking about both of them. But uh, I'm curious, why? Why write the books? And specifically, also, who are they written to?
0: Yeah. Well, and that's great, too. I mean, I, you know, I really, I felt like I had a book in me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, even when I was 20 years old, I remember telling my parents I wanted to write a book. That's where part of the humor of it all was, was you <laughs> want to write a book and when you wouldn't read a book? Like, <laughs> um, you yeah. know. But I, but I felt even at about 20 years old, I wanted to write a book someday. And I got, I got to this place just a few years ago, um, was back in 2018. I, I felt like it was time, but I didn't quite know what the book was going to be. I couldn't define it. And mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of prayer. I did a lot of soul searching, just kind of thinking through that. And, and ultimately came up with a framework for my first book, The Way to Greatness, um, which great becomes an acrostic of, um, for the book itself. Mm-hmm. and but but the bottom line was i realized that there are five core areas of life that we struggle with the most as human beings and and faith relationships mindset stewardship in our time and those typically most problems most stress even in relationships as we're talking about specifically even here right it have something to do with one or many of those uh many times and so I felt like I had an opportunity to speak into that. And, and, and honestly, as I wrote the book, it was my, the ideal audience, you know, it was easy for me to say it's for everybody um, because I do believe kids can learn from it as well as, you know, older adults, but, but it was really written to me or my demographic in a lot of ways was that mid to late thirties into your forties kind of middle-aged, you know, segment of our population that we've, we've had a relative level of success we've had uh, significant experiences, most likely in, you know, uh, married, kids, potentially, you know, careers are more, are pretty set or where we're going. But we kind of reach this place where we're like, there's got to be more to life than this. Like, I've accomplished this stuff. But, but it's the it's that shift from I've been successful to I want to be I want a life of significance. And a lot of people struggle with that. And I think that's where the midlife crisis thing often comes in. It's, you know i've got the salary i want or i've got the job i want or we're living in the house got the cars all the all the material stuff you know the family situation a lot of times is is what we were shooting for and then we wake up one day and go and this is where where i was was i i kind of reached the pinnacle of my career as a pastor and the roles that i had wanted to have and i was 35 36 years old and i was like am i going to do this for the next 30 years of my life like am i just going to stay doing what I'm doing right now, which I wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't bad. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But I was like, is is this it? Like, do I just do I just tread water, you know, from now on? And and that was where I did a lot of soul searching for myself. And that's where I find a lot of people get to. And so really it's that middle-aged demographics who is saying, you know what, I feel like there's something more. I want to be, do or have more in my life. I want to make more of an impact. I want to you know, they have more experiences or different experiences, whatever. So that's the first book. Um, and so it's really about the life, right? Our lives the, as a holistic person. But my second book, the magnetic leader really came from that desire. You know, I, I have been a growing leader. I've learned a lot of lessons. I've, I've been, I've worked with great leaders. I've worked with some challenging leaders and I've learned a ton of lessons along the way. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I kept, I keep hearing from my clients over and over is this frustration of finding the right kind of people. And it, to attract them, but also retaining them because retention and engagement is such a challenge these days in the workplace. And, and I really just had this, once again, I kind of, so I wrote my first book in 2018, published it fall of 2019. Um, But even in the process of editing and working on my first book, I had this, this magnetic leader idea come to my mind about this is what I want to write about. These, these 18, what I call them 18 essential actions of leaders that people love to follow. Mm. And they, they are very intentional. They're things you do. And once again, your being matters, your character matters, but you have to take that to and, pl- and take action. And so the second book is really about what can I do as a leader in order to be the kind of leader that people love to follow. They want to be on my team. They want to be in our organization and they, and they want to stay you know because they, they they know that they're cared for they know that they're they're going to be equipped and developed and trained and and invested in that's that's a lot of what i'm dealing with in that in that book and so um and it all starts honestly john i was thinking even before we jumped on here today like my essential action number 9 is about loving people mm. and and if i had to boil down why the other 17 matter it's that it's number 9 in my book mm-hmm. is if you love people you want these other things to happen. You want to do these other things for people to help them.
1: Absolutely. You know, <clears throat> this is not a question in my final four, but I'm I suspect that it will be in the future. <laughs> um, and and you've probably heard something similar to this question, and that is, when the end of your life comes, what do you want? What either do you want people to say about you, or what do you want? inscribed on your headstone. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, what I hope that people say about me, it, it's actually, it's simple yet profound. that is that he loved God and he loved people. That's all I care about. Right. Because if I do those two things, everything else is fine.
0: Yeah. Well, if you, if, if you do those two things, and that would be exactly my answer, honestly, is if, if, if we do those two things, then how we behave, how we, act and live our lives is going to be in a way that truly honors people and truly helps them and and we're and we're not just going to be about ourselves and and that's just a very you know when we're when we're all about ourselves it's just a very short lonely road a lot of times you know sure um and when we realize that you know success success is fleeting right i mean we can have a very successful day month year decade and then it could all go away in a minute with the stuff of this world. But if we've invested in people, like, like I said, honestly, my business, the more that I've gone down this path with my business, I feel like I'm, I'm going first for my family and for my clients. So it's not so much that I, it's not about me being successful to as the end all it's me learning how to do business when I didn't have a clue about business, didn't go to school for (laughs) business. Right. So that I can ultimately help my, my two sons and my daughter figure, you know, learn how to navigate this world already on their own, you know, um, as well as they get older. But also when I'm talking to clients, I'm realizing, man, so many of the lessons I've learned over the last five, six years in my own business journey, I don't, I, I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day. It's like when people start asking you questions, you realize, man, I have learned a lot. I've, I've grown a lot. I, I, you know, there's things that I did, there's language I didn't even use five years ago in business terms or whatever that I now, I'm teaching people about, you know, mm-hmm. because I've had to do it and I've had to fumble through it and figure it out along the way. And, um, and that's where like our design launch grow business that David and I work on together. It's like, it's, it's really, we've been down this path and we want to help those who are wanting to move down that path and, and start their own thing and be successful. It's not because we have it all figured out it's that we're, we're steps down the road and we're still learning and growing and in our own way. And so I see that as, you know, I see that as uh, relationships with parents and spouses and leaders in the workplace and, 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 entrepreneurs, you know, so really my audience is entrepreneurs and executives, uh, you know, whether they be business owners or, or, you know, senior leaders primarily. And the reason I target them is because they have the most influence at the top of their organization
1: Yeah.
0: that they can really impact the rest of the organization.
1: Sure. Sure. You know, uh, one of the ways I like to say it is, um, investing in people is a risk but it's never a waste
0: yeah that's great i love that
1: yeah feel free to use it
0: (laughs) i i I send out daily quotes and memes you know so that's a great one i might i definitely have to tag you on that one
1: sure investing in people is always a risk but it's never a waste
0: yeah that's great yeah well you know people say well your life would be easier without all the people it's like that's true Many times it's true, but, but it also would be very boring and very lonely, you know,
1: for sure. It'd be both of those things easily, or stated another way. If everybody was just like me, I would hate it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, trust me. I am more than enough for the world <laughs> <laughs> on my own. I don't need any more. The world does not need more of me. Yeah. More, more of me would drive me crazy there.
0: probably. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Well, we're getting somewhat close to wrap-up time, but I want to make sure I do this before I forget. The first thing is, how can folks find you?
0: Absolutely. So, um, to, to find out my about my books, there is thewaytogreatness.com dot is is for my first book, and then magneticleaderbook.com is for my second book. Mm-hmm. And so, those are you know two different URLs you could use to go find learn more about those books. Um, from executive coaching, leadership coaching side of things, it's McClureCoaching.com. And, uh, that's where, that's where you can learn more about those services and how, what I offer there. Um, and then actually, John, I actually just released, I haven't even really publicized this yet, but I have a new website, uh, chrismcclure.me that is going to be, it's kind of my hub website where, um, as people might find, you know, look, look me up online or they're you know just kind of doing some searching. That's where I. Talk about, you know, I have lots of links to my books, my courses, my, I, I have my own podcasts and, and uh, blog articles and, and social media links to everything right there at Chris McClure.me is kind of the hub. And so everything from there filters out to wherever else they want to go.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So it sounds like folks, the first place to go to is Chris, Chris McClure.me.
0: Yeah, if they go there, they'll find me where
1: they need to be. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, on that site, will people be able to find where you are in social media as well?
0: Yep. Yep. All my social media links are there and they can connect with me that way too.
1: Perfect. Perfect. And you said you have your own podcast?
0: I do. So I have, so Lead Life Big, or my business is Lead Life Big LLC. Um, I had the Great Life Podcast. It's actually kind of on pause right now, but it's more my life coaching podcast okay. and it's out okay. there still, you know, but mm-hmm. I just launched um magnetic leadership podcast, uh, Mm -hmm. in the last week or so here to talk about my book, to talk about, I want to, I'll be interviewing leaders from different industries and, you know, people that are emulating these 18 essential actions that I talk about in my book Mm -hmm. and just how do we attract and retain top talent by who we are as leaders. So, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's what, that's my current project. I'm most excited about, I think is getting the word out about that one too. And, um, you know, just kind of piggybacking with my book.
1: Okay. 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 And we can we can find that podcast wherever we listen to podcasts. Yep. yep.
0: They're distributed. Yep. Apple Podcasts or wherever. And then, um, and, and if you go to magneticleaderpodcast.com, it actually goes to my uh, website where I'm, where I, you know, host them there too.
1: Okay. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, I think you already answered my last question there. Um, so let's just get to the final four then. All right. Now there's a bit of a pause, but uh, folks, for those of you who aren't familiar with this and have never heard this or seen this podcast before, I do a final four of their four quick questions that I ask every guest who comes on. You just can tell me the first thing that pops in your head. So are you ready? I am ready. All right. First question is, why did God create Chris?
0: To help people define their purpose and make it happen.
1: Perfect. All right. Question number two, what are you doing reading or listening to right now that's helping you grow
0: great new book i'm reading right now is called and david perceived he was king and it's a biblical book about how we see ourselves and it's about identity
1: oh okay very cool and folks i just want to remind all of you any of the things that we talk about during the podcast that are resource specific we will be listing those in the show notes just to let you know. So don't be scrambling to write it down. We'll make it available for you, promise. Don't wreck, right? Yeah, either if you're driving or you're on a treadmill, please don't. <laughs> you'll be bad all the way around. <laughs> all right, question three. Now, this is a two-parter, and you'll understand why. What do you do for fun, and what do you do with your family for fun?
0: Hmm. The first question is a harder one for me because I'm busy okay. with the family, but because a lot of it is that, but, uh, you know, I, I just love being outside. I honestly, John, you know what I do that enjoy the most. I have a new lawnmower and I love being on the lawnmower because it's the one thing I do that I see instant results. And okay, a lot of people hate mowing. I love mowing. I will, you know, <laughs> Good for you. so that, but, but as family wise, we, you know, like I said, our kids are very involved in sports mm-hmm. and, um, and activities. And so I coach, I coach both of my sons in different uh, sports at different times of the year. And then my daughter's a cheerleader. And so I'm very active with her and, and during that, but just right now, it's just enjoying the family season that we're in and, and being a part of their lives um, just brings a lot of joy and, and just kind of where, where I want to spend my time.
1: For sure. For sure. I get that. All right. And question four, what are you most grateful for?
0: Well, it, it would be my family. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like it's It may be broader the life I the life I feel like I'm so privileged to live without deserving it at all. You know, it's it's the support that I have um, broadly to, you know, extended family, as well as my immediate family, with my wife and kids. Um, yeah, you know, I wouldn't want to do it any other way. I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else.
1: Yeah, exactly. Perfect. All right. Well, listen, folks, we're going to be wrapping up our time here. There's a couple of housekeeping things I want to be sure that we get to. First thing is I want to know what you think. I want to know what you think about the podcast. So you could do me a tremendous favor. Ratings and reviews are huge. They're huge for every podcaster out there. It helps get the word out. It helps people when they're searching for podcasts by topic. So if you could go out there and give me a rating review, you know, Apple, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen, that will be so much help to me. I would really appreciate that. Second thing, and there's a reason I save this for the end. If you made it all the way through and you really, really enjoyed this, I have something special for you. And that is this, the first person, the very first person who on social media, I'm thinking specifically Instagram, but it doesn't have to be that. It has to be a platform that both Chris and I are on. So let I me mean, be key about that. You have to tag Chris. You have to tag me because you're listening to it on your phone. So you take your phone out, take a screenshot of it. You tag Chris, you tag me, you post it out. The first person to do that, it's going to get a signed copy of either one of Chris's books. It'll be you decide which one, um, let Chris know and, and me, of course, and it, it'll be on me. I'll cover the, the cost for it and it'll be my gift slash our gift to you.
0: That's awesome. All
1: right. Plus it helps get the word out about Chris's books. So
0: that's right. Hey, we love that too. <laughs>
1: absolutely. Absolutely. So folks, uh, thanks very much for taking some time to spend with me today, because I know that is your most precious resource and it is not renewable. So I do not take that lightly. Thank you very much for spending time with me, either listening and or watching. And Chris, thank you very much for your time as well.
0: Well, John, this has been awesome. I appreciate it. I've been enjoying watching your journey as this podcast has continued to grow and, amazing guest you've had on it so I feel privileged to be a part of it
1: well thanks very much again Chris for your time thank you to all of you and we'll talk to you guys next time bye everybody thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue I'd love to get your thoughts on the show two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media you can find me at John Hewlin thanks again for listening and remember passion gets you started purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye!